Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome to Land Grant Uncut. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, you will hear press conference audio from earlier in the week from three of Ohio State's quarterbacks, first Kyle McCord, then Devin Brown, and finally Tristan Jebbia. All three of the signal callers spoke with Ohio State media on Wednesday ahead of the first practice of fall camp for the Buckeyes. Each discussed what they bring that is unique to the quarterback room and to the quarterback competition, especially between Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. One interesting thing to note, especially with McCord and Brown, who are generally believed to be the two quarterbacks competing for the starting role this season, how their personalities differ Obviously, we don't know how that manifests either on the practice field or in the quarterback room, but it is an interesting dichotomy. The McCord is a little bit more reserved and businesslike, while Devin Brown is just oozing personality. Also, this was really the first time that we got to hear from Tristan Jebbia, who is the Oregon State transfer, who came to Ohio State as a graduate transfer in order to further his future goals of becoming a coach. Having been a starter at a Power 5 school, He's able to not only provide some insight and experience to both of these quarterbacks, either of whom ends up winning the starting role, will be a first-time permanent starter, but he's also able to push them in drills and in practices and in the weight room as well. Now, before we get to the audio, if you are finding this episode on the website LandGrantHolyLand.com, make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you get all of the unique and varied perspectives that you will only hear on the Land Grant Podcast Network. As we get closer to the season, we will be ramping up our podcast coverage, and once the season starts, we'll have at least one, if not two or three different podcasts every single day of the week with voices and focuses that you won't hear anywhere else in the Buckeye podcasting universe. So, now that we've got all of that out of the way, here first is Ohio State quarterback Kyle McCord. I think the biggest thing uh, is just controlling the things that you can control, um, you know, taking it one day at a time and focusing on getting better. You know, the, those little steps, I think sometimes uh, it's easy to get caught up in, in the big picture uh, and, you know, you don't make any progress doing it. I think the, the most important thing is, you know, focus on it every day and, you know, making the steps to become the best player you can possibly be. 
Uh, we will go Ari Wasserman, second row right, the athletic. Kyle, when you're in a program for multiple years, just in a, in a world where people are leaving when they don't win jobs and you know going to new places, like, what do you think the continuity does for a quarterback battle? And you know, how more comfortable do you feel in a system, you know, being familiar with everything and, and, and the way that Ryan has done things here? Yeah, I think you know his track record obviously speaks for itself, um, and. Uh, you know, I think, you know, you look at the guys uh, that have stuck around at this program. I mean, they all go on to do really good things. Um, and so, you know, even though, you know, it didn't happen exactly right away for me, um, you know, I knew that, you know, it was a marathon and that, you know, if I stuck around and, you know, trusted the process and kept getting better and that, you know, I put myself in a good position. Uh, we will go fourth row middle, Pat Murphy, 24-7 sports. Kyle Ryan was just talking to us about his first year as a starting quarterback and trying to do too much early on. He threw interceptions when he shouldn't. You've obviously started the game. You've played a decent amount. But how do you kind of approach, you know, if you're the guy week one, not trying to, to overdo things and, and just kind of play the game? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think just doing your job is the most important thing, um, you know, with – the team, uh, you know, around us here, I mean, O-line, the receivers, the running backs, tight ends, I mean, they're, they're going to make plays for you. And then, you know, just uh, sticking, I think, to, you know, the routine plays and then, you know, when the opportunities present itself to go out and make a big throw or make a big play, you know, that's when I think, you know, you let your, your talent uh, on display. Um, but, you know, that'll come. I think just getting in the flow of the game is important um, and, uh, and getting the ball to, to the playmakers and, and letting them go to work. Kyle, deep right field, Spencer Holbrook, Letterman Rowe. Kyle, we obviously have had good receivers to throw to in the spring, but, but having Marvin back in the capacity means not always practicing in the spring, Julian and Mecca being back, all of your running backs being there, does it feel a little more comfortable? Will it feel a little more comfortable in fall camp than it did in spring to have all of your weapons back? Yeah, I think uh, spring was good uh, for those younger guys, um, you know, getting first team reps and then. Um, I think, like you said, getting, you know, Marv, Mech, and Julian all back healthy, um, you know, I think, you know, those three would, out of doubt, the best receiving core in the nation. So, I mean, that's obviously going to help. Um, but I think just kind of having, you know, the, the chemistry uh, from the spring with those younger guys is going to be good. And then, obviously, you know, been thrown to those guys for three years now. So, uh, you know, I think it kind of all worked out um, in a good way. Uh, third row right, Cameron Teague Robinson, The Athletic. Uh, when you, you, you look back at the spring game um, going into this, this summer, what did you see on tape that you liked that you did? And what did you see on tape that you were like, okay, this is something I need to fix? Or yeah, I think, um, you know, definitely made some plays, definitely, um, you know, wanted some, you know, reads back. But, you know, that's, that's part of, you know, the, the growing process. Um, and then I think, you know, this offseason, that really gave me a good understanding of, you know, where I needed to work and, and things I needed to get. Uh, you know, take a to step in. And, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I really worked this offseason, you know, with purpose, with intention. And, um, you know, I think that was, that was really good for me. I think I grew a lot from that. Timing thing, spring, or just, uh, just kind of getting a hold of the system? Specific? Yeah, I think um, just a little bit of everything. I think there was, you know, a lot of good to, to take away and then definitely some things, you know, you wanted to clean up. Um, and so, uh, you know, just watching that film, not only from the spring game, but just from spring practices, I think, you know, there's definitely, like I said, some good and some bad. Um, but just, uh, you know, taking, you know, the things that you want to improve on and, you know, really honing in on them and, uh, 
you know, not shying away from them and, you know, just trying to make, you know, every weakness a strength, I think was really kind of the mindset this offseason. Right next door, Rob Oller, Columbus Dispatch. So there's two parts to this quarterback thing, right? There's the mechanics, analytics, what you're doing on tape, where your hand is, where your hands are. And then there's the relational side, like leadership and command of the huddle. How are you, how do you go back and forth between those two? Is it thrown into the same soup or do you have to like compartmentalize? Now I'm going to work on this. Now I'm going to work on this. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think being intentional is important. Um, you know, I think, you know, there's a time to work on, you know, mechanics, obviously, like going out there in the field and, you know, watching film of yourself and, you know, being, you know, your, your own hardest critic. I think that's important. And then I think, you know, also, like you said, being a leader, I think, you know, that comes in situations with the team um, and just kind of, you know, taking that next step. Um, so I think, you know, like I said, I think being intentional is the biggest thing. And, you know, when those moments present themselves, you know, making sure that you maximize them. Uh, you know, I think both uh, have kind of come, uh, I want to say, kind of naturally. Uh, you know, I think, you know, when CJ was here, you don't want to step on his toes. Obviously, it's his team. Uh, but obviously, with him being gone, I think, you know, you kind of naturally step up into that role, being a little bit more of a vocal leader and, uh, you know, letting your voice be heard. And then uh, with the mechanics, I think that's always something that, you know, I've been, you know, big on. And, you know, sometimes... Uh, you know, when you get in the, the flow of the season and, you know, in spring ball uh, and there, you know, there's a lot going on, you don't necessarily always have the, the time to, you know, hone in. And so I think that, that off season, uh, you know, that we just went through was good, you know, just having a few months to really, you know, take a step back and, and you know, dive into that was good. Front row right, Austin Ward, rivals, dot in the eyes. Kyle, I know that the pressure you put on yourself is more than anyone else, the expectations you have. When the conversation with Coach Day or the fan base or anybody else is that the quarterback has to be a first-round pick, win the Heisman, win a national championship. Is there ever any moments that that is overwhelming to think about? Yeah, I think, you know, no one will ever put, um, you know, higher expectations or, you know, a higher standard on, you know, myself than, than I will, you know, and I always think that, um, you know, uh, you know, you have to go out there and play with a lot of confidence, obviously. Uh, you have to go out there and, uh, I think, really just hone in on every play. And, you know, you look at the guys before, you know, like I've been watching, you know, film of like 2018, watching Dwayne, then watching, you know, JT and years before and Justin and CJ. I think, you know, they've all, you know, set a good precedent, but they, they've all done it their own way. Um, so I think, you know, just kind of realizing like there's, you know, a lot of different ways this can be done. Um, but, you know, like I said, I don't think, you know, anyone's ever put, you know, an expectation on myself that I didn't expect for, you know, for myself. Uh, far right, uh, far left, rather, Dan Hope, 11 Warriors. Kyle, being, you know, the older guy in this competition, do you go into this competition feeling like this is my job to go in? Um, you know, I think not even, you know, focusing on the competition, I think, you know, I feel, you know, the best I have felt going into a camp before. You know, obviously I've had, you know, the most experience um, I've had going into a camp. And, um, you know, I think now more so than, than ever, I'm just, you know, focusing on myself, you know, and I know I'll be in a good position if, you know, I put the best, you know, version of myself out there. Right behind him, Jeff Jefferson, Press Pros. Uh, Coach Hartline, and, and you're just, how do you feel he's uh, uh, working into his new role and what kind of relationship do you have with him? Yeah, Coach Hartline did a great job this spring, um, you know, for, 
calling plays for the first time, you know, I was really, you know, pleasantly surprised with the way he saw the field. I think, you know, just all his experience from coaching and playing um, showed. And, uh, you know, I think he kind of sees the field like a quarterback. Um, and so, you know, he did a, a great job with the, the pass concepts, the run concepts, all that. And, um, you know, just getting on the same page with him is key. But, you know, I think, you know, just his years of, you know, being around the game have really, you know, kind of spotlighted themselves. Uh, front row middle, Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. You've mentioned the word intentional a couple times. What does that mean to you? Can you kind of elaborate on what that means? Yeah, I think, um, you know, sometimes it's easy to get caught up in, you know, having, you know, so much you want to work on, you know, whether it's, you know, mechanics or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, but I think, you know, having a plan uh, before you go into a workout or a throwing session, like whatever it is, just, you know, being very conscious of what you're trying to accomplish, I think is, is important. Uh, right behind him, Max Olson, the athletic. Hey, Kyle, when you think back to your first fall camp here as a freshman, you're competing with CJ, they bring in Quinn. Kind of where was your confidence level then and, and where is it now? Yeah, I think, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Um, going to that first fall camp, you know, I didn't know what the schedule was going to look like. I didn't know what the practices were going to look like and all that. And, um, you know, having two fall camps under my belt and, you know, going into year three, I think, you know, you have a good understanding of what to expect. Um, and, you know, you know what it takes to, you know, get the job done. So I think, you know, just having that experience is uh, very helpful, you know, going into that, that third one. Front row right, Tim May, Letterman Rome. You got Coach Dennis, you got Coach Fitch, you got uh, Brian Hartline, you got uh, Ryan Day. Who are you listening to the most? <laughs> uh, I think all of them have, you know, a lot of good insight. And uh, the good thing about all them is they kind of, you know, preach the same things. And, you know, obviously all, all those guys have a different way of getting it across. Um, so I think, you know, just all of them really, I mean, they, they all know what they're talking about. They've all had, you know, a lot of years of experience in the game. And, you know, you look at all their track records, I mean, it speaks for itself. So, you know, really you can't go wrong with, with you know, who you're listening to and who you're getting advice from. And uh, real quick, uh, considering your head coach uh, was in this position many years ago, fighting for a starting job, <clears throat> but also then played and stuff, uh, how much do you just lean on him uh, to a certain extent, Kyle, to – kind of understand what what the what's important you know yeah i think it's always helpful having uh, a coach that's played the position um you know there's uh definitely something to be said for for a guy that stood back there and you know taking snaps um and, and you know played quarterback and obviously i think you know you look at what he's done you know it's you know no secret that you know he's the best i think in in college football at you know developing guys so um, you know, anytime he, he gives you a piece of advice, you know, you got to, you know, take it and, and really, you know, apply it. Uh, right behind him, NathanBarryCleveland.com. What's the most important football thing that you accomplished this summer? Oh, man. Um, I think, honestly, uh, just being able to, to get up in the team uh, and, uh, you know, just be a vocal leader, I think that's really important with uh, – you know, the quarterback, I think you, you watch those best guys like Brady, um, Burrow, and Rodgers. I think, you know, the one thing, you know, they obviously all have different styles of play, but they're all, you know, very vocal guys. And, uh, you know, I think that was kind of the next step in my in my leadership process is being heard. And, um, you know, I think this offseason I did a good job of, you know, getting up and, uh, you know, talking in front of the team. Deep center field, Jeremy Birmingham. Dot in the eyes, rivals. I've known you a couple of years, and that is not really in your personality sometimes to be that loud guy, that vocal guy. Yeah. During spring ball, you were very 
uh, demonstrative in practice. Uh, we saw you throwing a football up and hitting the ceiling in the woody after a touchdown. Like, is that intentional, or is that just coming out of you naturally now because you're being put in this position potentially to, to lead? Yeah, I, I think that is just kind of the uh, the joy and the competitive nature when it comes to playing this game. I mean, you know, it's played and, and coached by you know the most competitive people on the planet, um, and so. You know, like you said, just having that that energy and you know having that that joy of playing football. I think that's where that kind of comes from. And you know, it's been natural. I think you know, like I said, when you know CJ was here, it was obviously his team. Um, you know, but now that you know he's gone, just being able to kind of you know step into that that new leadership role, being more vocal, um, and you know just kind of you know letting you know my true colors show. I think that's kind of where that comes from. Time. Just a couple more. Uh, second row left, Stephen Means, Cleveland.com. You mentioned a couple of times that you didn't really want to step on CJ's toes when mm -hmm. it was his team, and so maybe you kind of backed off a little bit and let him have yeah. his moment. So are there just things about you and your personality and your leadership that the team hasn't had an opportunity to see because you were showing respect to the guy who was in front of you? Yeah, I think that's, that's kind of, um, you know, what I was talking about earlier, just being able to, to get up and speak in front of the team. You know, I think sometimes... Uh, you know, when there's, you know, too many guys trying to say something, the, the message can kind of get, um, you know, muffled a little bit. Uh, but, you know, now that, you know, he's gone and, you know, you kind of feel comfortable getting up and, and you know, talking in front of the guys, I think that's kind of been, um, you know, that, that next step in, you know, that, that leadership role and, and, you know, that aspect of being, you know, heard and felt. Uh, front row right, Joey Kaufman, Plumas Dispatch. Cal, as far as your, your working out over the summer, obviously you guys are, are not with coaches as much as, as far as strength and conditioning, outside of like kind of strength and conditioning stuff. What, what were some of the things that you did um, from, from camps or coaches or private coaches or sort of the, what was your summer like kind of overall from mm -hmm. all that stuff? Yeah, so obviously, you know, Coach Mick, um, you know, got us right with the, the running and lifting, so getting bigger, stronger, and faster with him. And then, uh, you know, working with my quarterback coach from back home on just, you know, mechanics and, you know, all the, the little details of, you know, the actual playing of quarterback. Um, you know, we kind of honed in this offseason, got some really good throwing sessions in. You know, he came out here, I went back home. Um, so just uh, kind of, like I said, being intentional, you know, if I'm in the, the weight room, you know, being, you know, very intentional with my lifts um, and, and, you know, really focusing on, you know, each individual lift and what I'm trying to get done, whether it's, you know, the running, being very intentional with that, and then obviously going out there in the field and honing in on my mechanics. So those kind of three areas. And then, um, you know, watching film and uh, just trying to, to, you know, expand in all those areas. Right behind him, Doug Maurice, the podcast. Kyle, with, with where you are right now as a quarterback, what is your balance between making plays, wanting to take big shots, be a playmaker versus making sure you don't turn the ball over or make mistakes. How, how do you see that balance right now? Yeah, I think um, getting on the same page with, you know, who's calling the plays and, you know, with each play call, you know what the, the, the coach is looking for. Um, and so I think that was one thing that Coach Hartland did a great job of uh, in the spring is, you know, kind of letting you know what he was looking for in each play, um, you know, why he's calling a play and understanding the, the reason behind it. Um, you know, and there will be times to make plays. I mean, obviously, you know, with the weapons that we have here um, and 
you know, you go back and, and watch our film, like, you know, we're going to take our shots, we're going to, you know, throw the ball down the field and the opportuni opportunities are going to be there. But it is when, you know, they present themselves, you know, you can't force anything. And, you know, if a, a team wants to play, you know, the safety's deep and, and not let you take anything, you know, you got to understand that and work the underneath zones. And then, you know, if they start getting aggressive and, you know, trying to take that away, that's when, you know, the shots are there. Um, and so, I think, you know, just understanding the, the reason behind the play calls is important. And, um, you know, I think that was one thing that, you know, both Coach Day and, and Coach Hartline did a great job of. How do you, where do you think you are as a quarterback in broken plays once something breaks down, maybe you have to escape the pocket? Where are you? Are you good at that? Do you want to get better at that? Yeah, I, I feel like I am good at that. And, you know, I feel like, you know, you can stand up here and, you know, I can say whatever, but at the end of the day, I think the, the film will speak for itself. And final question, second row right, Bill Landis, the podcast. Kyle, I know that you and Devin are really close. I'm not, I'm not trying to paint this as anything other than that. But, but when you're competing with someone for a job, I'm sure you have some feel of your strengths and weaknesses compared to your competitor's strengths and weaknesses. When that's the case, do you try to accentuate the things that you think maybe you're a little behind in? Or do you focus more on your strengths to try to elevate those and, and create separation that way? Or do you just not think about it. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's really something that, you know, crosses your mind. Obviously, when, you know, you're out there on the field, you're going to be competing with, you know, the defense, whoever you're going against. Um, and so I think, uh, you know, Devin will say this too. I think, you know, we definitely pushed each other in the spring, which was good. I think, you know, he, he brought the best out of me. I brought the best out of him. And I think it's been a really healthy competition uh, with each other. Um, and so, you know, when you go out there in the field, I think, you know, you're just focused on one thing and it's doing your job to, you know, the best of your abilities. Next, we will hear from sophomore quarterback Devin Brown. of the same player or is there a clear I do this better he does I mean you know what I'm asking here yeah I mean I guess I can get kind of what you're saying I mean everybody has different skill sets you know not everybody's the same quarterback um, I would say I'm a little bit more athletic than Kyle but I mean at the end of the day we both got strong arms we both can make plays and he's gonna be able to make plays with his legs too so just is what it is second row right Nathan Baird Cleveland.com this question too what's the most important football thing you accomplished this summer? Probably just leadership, honestly. Um, you know, when I hurt my finger, I wasn't able to do anything. You know, I wasn't able to do much of the lifts, but to be able to be in that, that locker room and in that weight room and just being able to vocalize myself and get guys going and, and push guys and really show guys that I'm here to do this thing. Uh, front row right, Tim May, let him in a row. Yeah, I was, I was wondering, Devin, uh, has Coach Jebbia helped you at all since spring and stuff? I mean, he. He yeah. aspires to be in that, you know, that room on the other side eventually. What, what have you gotten from him? What have you and Kyle gotten from him over the last couple of months? Tristan's been an extremely incredible resource for us. I mean, he's done it for seven years in college. And so, you know, he's had ups and downs through his career. And he's had moments that a lot of us won't be able to, to you know, go through. And he's had moments that he wishes he wouldn't have been able to go through. But he's had them. And he's, he's able to have learned from them and, and give us lessons on them. Um, and, and we've been able to meet with him every day. Um, I mean, I know I have this offseason. I've just grabbed Tristan every day and gone into the quarterback room and just watched tape 
tape. I mean, we've even watched tape of him at Oregon State. It doesn't matter what we're watching. I mean, he's just always given insight to, you know, different things that he did and different ways he performed. And, you know, he's given us a lot of tips that have been really helpful to me. And one quick, do you go into this feeling like, like in a golf tournament, it's the, it's the last round, but maybe you're trailing, but you have a shot? I mean, how, what, what is your thought going into this? Do you feel like you're like even Steven coming out of the gate? It's none of that's even crossing my mind. You know, I'm just trying to go out there and help this team win. You know, whoever it is, we're just trying to be the best versions of ourselves every day. And we're not worried about, you know, at the end of a practice, we're not going to be like, oh, he did better than me this day or that. It's how did I perform? You know, what did I get better today? What was I really working at today to get better? And if I get myself better every day, that's going to be a really good, you know, few months that I build up. Uh, deep center field, Jeremy Birmingham, uh, the podcast rivals. Devin, with this, summer, with, with this summer going the way it did, with you not being able to throw much, you know, how did you handle that from a mental standpoint, number one, but when did you get back to the point where you were able to throw the ball normally and that sort of stuff? Yeah, I mean, when I first got back, I mean, obviously I came back a little bit early from my injury, whatever it was, a week or something like that. So it was a little different throwing the ball. Just even gripping the football was a little awkward at first. But, I mean, that went away after, you know, a week of throwing. I mean, I, I was pushing it back home, like, even while I was still wasn't totally clear, just trying to get back to it because, obviously, you know, I'm going to want to, you know, keep my edge and try to keep going. But... It really wasn't different for me. I had the whole summer to keep throwing. We've had OTAs. I didn't miss anything. I mean, maybe a couple things in the lifts that I wasn't able to do. But then I'm, I mean, I'm fully cleared, and I was cleared maybe two weeks into the summer, so I was good to do everything and don't feel like I lost anything. More athletic than you, by the way. That's all right. I'll jump higher than him today. <laughs> Fourth row middle, Pat Murphy, 24/7 Sports. Devin, Coach Day was talking about when he first was named starting quarterback. He tried to make plays, and that turned into interceptions. Kyle's been out there a bit more than you have. He started a game, so he's gone through some of this already. How do you kind of mentally prepare yourself for, if you are out there week one, just playing the game and not letting it become too big and trying to do too much? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's the biggest thing is not not being it, making it too big of a deal and trying to force things or I need to make this kind of play or something like that. It's just you know doing my assignment and making each play like it's just an assignment and I just got to hand the ball off right this player. I got to make the right read. I mean, nothing's got to be you know too extreme. You got to keep everything very level. Uh, three seats over to the left, Andy Backstrom, Letterman Rook. Yeah, you mentioned you know, during the time you weren't being able to play, you stepped up as a leader. Have you always been someone that's led? And how those workouts in the summer with Mick helped you kind of tap into that? Yeah, I mean, Coach Mick has been able to give me that voice as well, you know, working with him every day. and. You know, getting me around, lifting with the right guys, and being able to vocalize myself to guys like Marv and Kate Stover, and you know our linemen and stuff has been really helpful to me. I feel like I've always had that, you know, that those leadership qualities. But coming in as a freshman behind C.J. Stroud, it's like, what, what are you going to vocalize as? You know, I haven't done anything on the field or anything. Even still, I haven't done anything on the field. But you know, they, they've seen me in spring. They've seen me vocalize myself, and I think they trust me. Uh, third row right, Cameron T. Robinson, the Athletic. You and Cal both talk a lot about leadership. You just mentioned. When CJ's there, you kind of Kyle mentioned it. CJ said you can't take a step back. It's his team. Usually, there's one quarterback. It's their team, their voice. How did you balance all offseason trying to grow your voice with the team while Kyle's trying to do the same thing? You know what I'm saying like the team has like two. Yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be you know different feelings from each of us, but at the end of the day, everybody's worried about wh who's going to win and who's going to win this game. So nobody really cares, you know, what what one guy's doing right now and what the other guy's doing. They just want somebody to vocalize themselves and you know keep pushing our team because that's all we're worried about is winning games. And nobody nobody cares who's going to be playing. We just want people to win games. We want to get each other better and we want this team to get better. So that's what we're just going to keep doing. Third row left, Dan Hope, Eleven Warriors. Devin, 
you know, your spring being cut short, do you feel like you were able to show everything you needed to show in the spring to give yourself a chance this summer? Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, I didn't get to play in the spring game, but at the end of the day, it wasn't too big of a deal. You know, we, we keep everything vanilla, and we don't really do much in the spring game, but I would have really liked to play in it. You know, obviously, I'm very competitive, and I would have wanted to do that, but I felt like from the time that we started the spring and the time that I ended, I felt like I grew, you know, a ton, and I was able to, again, vocalize myself and be a leader to these guys. Um, I felt like my play just improved, my, my decision-making improved, and, you know, if you improve throughout a spring, I think it's a very good spring. Uh, front row right, Joey Kaufman, Columbus Dispatch. Devin, what, what was that rehab process like? What are the things you're doing when you're, when you're recovering from the finger in? You know, just, just with Sean and Stu and Solo and Tyler and all those guys in the, in the training room, just with them every day, just trying to get everything right, you know, just getting all my moving back and everything. It was, at first it was mostly just healing and let it, letting it do nothing, but then as soon as I had all my movement back, it was just, you know, getting everything going again and make sure my finger's not stiff or anything and being able to throw football again, that was the end goal. Do you remember, like, the first time back or you the football and it looked like it normally does for you? Um, I think it was, like week and a half, maybe two weeks after the surgery that they even allowed me to grip a football. Um, but obviously, you know, I was going to try to push the, push the, you know, push the chips in and try to keep going. But um, I remember when I first threw after the, like, I think it was four weeks that I actually threw it, it came off a little weird. And I was like, that didn't feel right at all. But, you know, it, it just was, I hadn't, hadn't done it. Now, that was the longest time I hadn't thrown a football. Um, so it was just awkward at first, but then it's good. Uh, deep right, Spencer Holbrook, Letterman Rowe. Uh, this summer, with all the workouts that you did, all the things that you went through with your rehab, do you feel like you're a much better player for having gone through all of that? Yeah, 1,000%. I mean, like I said, with having Tristan around me, you know, he's went through some crazy injuries. I mean, he was out for two years. He was bedridden for two years, couldn't move. So he's had those challenges and been out, taken something that he really loved away from him. Um, so, I mean, just being able to sit with him and realize what he did and what worked for him, what didn't work for him, and being able to learn from what happened to him, it really helped me push my, uh, you know, process along faster and, and just get back to going. And I feel like I, I grew a lot better than I would have if Tristan wasn't here because of that. Front row right, Austin Ward, rivals dotting the eyes. Devin, when you talk about that growth, I know that the answer to this is going to be both, but if you could only pick one, do you feel like you've made more progress physically or mentally over the last year? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's going to be both. I mean, I put some weight on and stuff like that, been, been getting right with Coach Mick, but I think mentally it's probably been the biggest thing. Um, you know, sitting with Coach Fitch and Coach Dennis and, and Tristan in there, uh, I mean, just my preparation has changed and what I see in film and what I'm really trying to look at. I'm not, you know, sitting in there just trying, going and watching plays. I've really learned from those guys and figured out what I really needed to sit down and learn from those meetings and taking different things out of meetings every day. So I feel like my, my mental side of the game has changed completely. Uh, right behind him, Bill Landis, the podcast. Devin, you're uh, expressing a lot of confidence right now that you know the, the time you had to miss is not any kind of setback for you. <clears throat> but when it first happened, did you approach it, approach it that way? Or was there any part of you that was like, well, that's it, I'm hurt? Uh, no, I mean, it was funny. When, when I first got hurt, uh, I called my dad. Uh, we're sitting in the hospital. I called my dad, and I, I told him I broke my finger, and I'm going to need surgeries. And his first reaction was, why aren't you upset? And I was like, at the end of the day, I'm going to miss, you know, one week. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grow from this, and this isn't going to be anything to, you know, to sit my hat on or anything like that. I'm going to be right back out there. This wasn't a step in the road at all for me. I mean, if anything, it was a step up, and that was my mindset through the whole thing is this is going to really help me. Uh, front row middle, Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. David, you clearly have an outgoing, naturally outgoing personality. Kyle seems to be more on the quieter side, at least, you know, what we've seen. How would you kind of contrast and compare your personalities 
And do you think that your personality can really help you uh, in terms of the competition, I guess? Yeah, I mean, when you're more outgoing and stuff like that, I mean, I feel like guys can, you know, gel around you and form around you just because if you're more vocal and stuff like that. But Kyle's, Kyle's very vocal. You know, Kyle's a great leader. Guys, guys trust Kyle, and he's been, you know, good in all those steps as well. So, I mean, I wouldn't say there's anything crazy out of those two things. Second row left, Stephen Means, Cleveland.com. You're talking about how you don't feel like the finger thing was that big, big setback because you only missed a week. You also didn't throw a pass last year, and you're in a competition with a guy who's at least started a game, even if it was two years ago. But you also seem like a pretty competitive guy. Why don't you see these things as a disadvantage or why you can win this battle? You're saying in terms of not being able to play in a game yet? Yeah. I mean, we, we do it every day in practice. We're going against the ones every day in practice, you know? And when, when we're lining up for a scrimmage and we've got the best D-line in the country coming at us, it, it's a lot different than, you know, getting some throws against, you know, a, a lesser team or something like that. And, and, you know, and when it's their third guys in the game, too, it's like... Am I really getting that much out of it of throwing a pass in a game? I mean, I'd much rather go out against, you know, our DBs, our guys like Denzel and, and David Sadeem Ganosa and all these guys with, with our guys like Marvin and stuff. And, and, you know, being able to go like that in practice, I think it's way better than, you know, having a couple reps in a game. Do you think there are other things that you've maybe done over the past year that make up the fact that you haven't necessarily played, you've gotten to throw a pass in a game yet? I mean, yeah, like I said, just these practices throughout the year, especially, you know, when the week of Georgia when CJ was up in uh, New York, we were able to, that was the first time where I really took the reps with the ones, and I felt good. I felt like I was playing my best football, I mean, that I had throughout the season, and I feel like every time I'm going against the best competition, I feel like that's when I'm at my best, and so, you know, I've been able to do that every day of the spring and every day of the summer with Kyle, so it's just a, a constant con continuation of getting better. Well, last question, Jeff Jeffries, Press Pros, uh, far left. Yeah, um, coach has talked a lot about um, competition this year, making everything a competition. What's that been like, and how has that impacted you guys in, in your competition for being a quarterback? I mean, every day has been the same for us. We're trying to get each other better. You know, we're trying to see who's really going to help this team win. That's all we're worried about. We're worried about getting our guys better. Who's going to get out there and beat Indiana week one? That, that's all we're worried about. We're just trying to get this team better. I mean, we have all the right tools, and we know that, and so all we're worried about is how we can help each other. Devin, thank you very much. Thank you. Next, we turn our attention to graduate transfer quarterback Tristan Jebbia. Jebbia. Right How's it now. going, everybody? The floor for questions for Tristan. Uh, second row right there, Tristan. Uh, Nathan Baird, Cleveland. You, you talked in the past, obviously, about this season being sort of a transition for you and your career to what you want in the bigger goal. So, say, do you take some ownership this year of the starting quarterback performance? Do you feel like that reflects on, on what this season's going to be for you? Yeah, I think that um, it's, it's an interesting, interesting question for sure, but I think that we will all, I mean, every quarterback room I've been in uh, over my years, you know, you're always trying to either make yourself as good as you can or whoever's playing. So uh, to me, it's always been like that. Like you want to have, as, in, a, in a team environment, you want to have the most successful team possible. And 
you know, playing quarterback's a good part of that. And so, yeah, I think so. Um, just try to help in any way that I can, no matter what that role is, because, I mean, who knows what's going to happen, right? Uh, over here to the far far right, uh, Kelly Ann Stitz, WSYX. Tristan, as Devin mentioned, leaning on you during his thumb injury, how would you describe your relationship with Devin and the other quarterback? Yeah, um, obviously I'm a little older than some of those guys. Um, and, uh, you know, played in some games and, you know, all that stuff uh, started. Um, and so anytime I can give them any wisdom, um, I'd like to do that. And I don't want to over push it on them or anything like that or preach at them or anything like that. But if they have stuff that they want to talk to me about, they know that, that I'm a resource for them. And uh, hopefully I can help them through that. Like he was talking about his finger injury. And, you know, it's interesting hearing him talk about it. But, you know, he was back and throwing really in no time. I mean, it was like a hiccup, really. It wasn't even too bad. But, you know, it's his first little bump in the road. And, and he responded to it really well, um, you know. Talking with Kyle all the time, I think that he's, I mean, all these guys have great qualities, you know, even Lincoln coming in, you know, he's surprised me so far, and, you know, I'm, I'm fired up for all of them, really, so. Uh, third row right, Tony Gerdman, Buckeye Huddle. About Lincoln, what has uh, surprised him, or how have you seen him adapt? Yeah, I mean, Lincoln's a hard worker. Uh, he puts his, you know, he puts his head down and he just goes to work. Um, I think that he's picked up the, the system pretty fast, um, smart kid. Very athletic, obviously. That's you know a big draw to him, um, and I think that he's just been improving every day. And I think that he does a good job in the weight room, and, and guys are already starting to respect him. So I'm, I'm excited for his future for sure. Third, uh, right next door, Rob Aller, Columbus Dispatch. Yeah, we, you've seen, you've seen a lot. You've experienced a lot. Yeah. Um, we ask coaches this all the time. What is the most important attribute of a quarterback? Oh, that's a good, that's a good question. I think that. Um, I would say that it's like perseverance and being able to roll with whatever's going towards you and, and being able to, to, we talk about kind of steadying the boat. Um, you know, when things are, are going wrong, being able to, to be the guy that's going to uh, take hold of the, the ship and um, get it back on track to where it's got to go. Uh, you're an extension of the coach on the field. So, you know, things are going well. You got to be able to deal with that. Things are going bad. You got to be able to deal with that. I mean, it's, it comes with a whole lots of challenges, and, and being able to, to do that is, I think, a, a skill that you develop over time. But, um, you know, these guys, for how young they are, I think they do a great job so far. And so, yeah. Right behind them, Andy Backstrom, Letterman Row. Tristan, you've been here a while now. Um, now, looking back and having a spring that you had and thrusting that goal in the spring game, what do you want your role to be here at Ohio State, and what is your goal for, for this season? Yeah, well, what I want more than anything is to to be the, the correct person for whatever job that they have for me. So if that's starting games, that I'm ready to do that. If that's being, you know, backup and whatever they have for me, like, you know, we talk about all the time, we want Ohio State to be the star, not us, right? So whatever role that they have for me, let's go do it. Uh, second row middle, Max Olson, The Athletic. Tristan, Devin said you were bedridden for two years. Would you dispute that characterization? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, he got a little carried away with that one. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was I was laid up for uh, like a month and a half or something like that. It was, you know, it was a tough injury for sure. Um, but I'm glad, like, you know, we talked about it, persevering and being resilient uh, in the face of adversity and coming back and um, eventually getting back on the field, starting feeling, started feeling really good. Um, for the first time, probably late October of last year, and then started to see a little bit of time. And um, yeah, so I, I mean, I was proud of myself at that point that I that I got back on the field at all, and 
you know, coming up and having an opportunity like this that you can't pass up, I'm, I'm super fired up for the future. When you think back to 2016 and committing to Mike Riley and the Calabrasca <laughs> movement and all that, Calabrasca, and the, that the journey you've been on since, yeah. how, do you, how do you look back on just the way that, uh, you know, the twists and turns of your college career? Yeah, I mean, I think that I learned a lot. Um, I changed a lot and I grew a lot as a person. Um, and, um, you know, I think that there's so many life lessons that I took along the way. Um, but I think at the end of the day, like, God's plan was, which, you know, uh, different than I thought it was going to be coming out of high school. But I wouldn't trade it for anything. Uh, we make plans and God laughs. And I, that's the same. My family says a lot. And I think that that's pretty true, being through it a couple times now. So. Right in front of him, Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. Tristan, I know you want to be a coach, so I'm going to ask you kind of a coach's question. Give mm -hmm. me your, from a coach's perspective, your analysis, evaluation of Devin and Kyle. Yeah, um, I think that they have a lot of similar traits, and then there's some things that they do a little differently. Um, I think that um, Devin has a, a way of you know extending plays. Um, I think that he does a good job there, and. Um, Kyle's been around a little bit longer, you know, so he's got um, some good qualities as far as like depth of knowledge in the system. But I think Devin's, you know, catching up and he's been doing a great job in the offseason um, meeting and, and talking ball all the time. And, you know, it's really impressive, honestly, that the amount of knowledge that they both have. And I think that's a, a, a good tip of the cap to, to Coach Day and Coach Hartline and Coach Fitch and Coach Dennis, who, you know, have been working with these guys for a long time. And, you know, they're they're not like you would you would think that they played a lot of games. Let's put it that way, because they're both very sharp. You've been around a long time. Could either of them start in most places you've seen already? You've yeah, I think that uh, obviously they were very highly touted recruits. Um, they're competing to to play at one of the the you know blue blue chip programs in the country. I mean, you're an analyst. I'm sure that you would feel the same way. And I think that um, yeah, I think that they're they're very talented players for sure. Front row right, Tim May, Letterman row. I'm just still visually. Visual, visualizing Bill as an analyst. Uh, <laughs> sorry, man. You remember you remember meeting uh, Devin Wright and as it, when you were a counselor at a camp and stuff. Just, yeah, is yeah. It's stunning how much he has grown. I mean, what, what you remember your first impressions? Did you always yeah. have those in your head a little bit, right? You know, it's it's kind of interesting because he was like. I mean, it's going to embarrass me to to say this, but like you know, he's one of the the kids at the camp that you know I was working with not just literally like a month ago, you know, it's like, that's how much younger he was. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah. Um, and so I don't maybe remember like the first interaction, but I actually remember meeting him after my first start um, in Autzen. Um, and he had just got offered by Wisconsin or something like that. Um, and I remember watching him throw and I was like, yeah, it figures the, the kid can play, the, he throw and you know, he's got, he had a good frame and all that stuff. And um, and so that I remembered, and I remembered he was a, a, a good kid, and um, you know, so it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that he's at a place like this, playing at the level he is. So, hey, real quick, could you summarize your odyssey from Calabasas to Lincoln to to uh, was it Corvallis yeah. to Columbus? I mean, what has been the most interesting stop, or you know, it, you've got got to be as about as well-rounded a college yeah. student as there has ever been. But uh, yeah. what, what's that been like? Uh, I mean, it's like you said, it's been a lot of stops, um, you know, been a lot of stuff along the way. But I think that just learning and growing has been the thing that characterizes it more than anything else. Um, yeah, the biggest lesson as a quarterback, for example, what, what, what have you learned that yeah. 
carries through all those spots. Yeah, I think that um, more than anything, quarterback is really a service position. I think that um, it's about serving your teammates, um, serving the program, and putting the, your teammates in the program before yourself. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest things that I learned. And you know, I think that philosophy is what led to me being a captain three times at Oregon State, um, even with my injury. And uh, and that's that's the thing I'm most proud of is is that you know guys were able to look at me even in, when I was going through some some tough times um, to be able to lean on. So yeah. Thanks, man. Right behind him, Ari Wasserman, the athletic. You uh, look at all the stops that you've been in the quarterback mm-hmm. rooms that you've been a part of, um, and then you come here and you kind of see Ryan Day in action. Uh, what is it about him and his coaching style, or, or is there anything that he does that has kind of made it make sense on how he's had three first round picks and like, does he put that perfect perspective for somebody who wants to, you know, kind of follow that path too? Yeah, I've been fortunate. Um, I got to be around Mike Riley when I was a young player, and he obviously had a, a boatload of experience and knowledge. And, um, you know, that season didn't go so well for us. But, um, and then playing for Jonathan Smith, uh, he's obviously a bright young coach in, the, in college football as well and does a lot of things really awesome. I think that um, Coach Day is super detail oriented. Um, and, I think that, you know, even the, the littlest things will come up in a meeting and, you know, being able to recall that and, and know that, that that information when you take it onto the field is a big, big part of the offense. And obviously, um, you know, he's been a coach here for a while and, and it, t- it takes a lot to, to be a coach at a program like this. And so, I mean, I've, I've been very impressed so far and, you know, obviously was impressed watching him on TV, but working with him day in and day out, I think that, um, you know, it's surprising how approachable he is and how much he wants to pour into you, you know, and I, I really love that, so. Uh, deep right, Spencer Holbrook, Letterman Row. I guess in the same thing, like once you're around for six years, do you feel like you kind of know just about everything there is to learn about playing quarterback and then how much, I guess, how much more extensive is your knowledge now? Yeah. She's been here for a year to add on to what you need yeah, I don't think that you ever stop learning as a quarterback. Um, there's always something new that some D coordinators figure, pick, uh, you know, putting out there, figuring out. Um, I think it's a, it's just a constant like growth mindset. That's really what's important. Um, what was the second part of the question again? Sorry. I just was kind of curious, I guess, about that and how uh, after six years there might be a certain level of like, okay, do I need to learn more about mechanics and things? Mm-hmm. Uh, you get here, yeah. you say, they're so detail oriented, I guess. Yeah. Have you, do you feel like you're getting just so much smarter each day? Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've been, like I said earlier, I've been very blessed to be around a lot of really good coaches um, and taking little bits and pieces from all of them. Um, you know, there's things in this offense that I really love, um, things that, like, I'm like, oh, I've never, you know, seen that before or heard it taught that way, and I really, really like that. Um, and so you kind of just cherry pick what you like, and, and there's a lot of things to like here, so. Uh, time for a couple more. Uh, over at far right, Clay Hall, WSYX. What's an obscure detail that Ryan has brought up and you went, what? Uh, off the top of my head, I, could, I don't know if I can. I mean, even something like as little as like ball carriage, like when you're on the run, um, you know, just like not having it down here and then having to bring it all the way up because that will throw off your accuracy or timing or whatever. You know, the motion of your, your, your body really when you're throwing, but just having it up high when you're coming off of the, the fake, I think was like something so small. but. It helped me a lot, so like I'm sure that you know, it's helped a lot of people too. So, and final questions: uh, second row middle, Doug Lamarice, the podcast. Just with, with your experience in the game, 
whenever there's a quarterback competition, what do quarterbacks need? What does the room need out of that competition to feel like everybody got a fair shot and the, you know a good decision was made? And what's a team need to know that like, hey, this is a good process and they're going to pick a good guy? Yeah, I think reps probably. There's really no substitute for reps, right? Um, getting in the huddle and, and being put in some situations that are um, you know tough, like you do third down periods or blitz pickup periods. And sometimes there's really no way to display um, you know your courage on tape until you do it, like standing in the, the pocket and taking a hit and still delivering a strike downfield is a tough thing to do. Uh, if you talk to anybody that's played quarterback, but watching at home, you know you don't you don't think about those things very often. But I think that you know they got a good process here. Um, these guys get a, I mean we all have been getting a lot of reps, uh, plenty of opportunity to prove yourself to the coaches and to the teammates uh, around us, and you know even just being day in and day out in the weight room. I mean you can't fake you can't fake that. They're going to find out who you are pretty fast, your teammates. Um, and what's been great about being here is that uh, I said this actually recently to somebody that this is a blue chip program, but you would, you know, the guys in here are they're blue collar guys, um, and that's something that Coach Mick does a really good job of making sure that nobody's head gets too blown up. And that's one thing that I was surprised at when I got here was. Um, how amazing the guys were off the field and how cool they were because you know outside looking in you're like Ohio State you know how, how you know how nice are these guys going to be um, but you know that was I'm very blessed to be a part of this team for sure blue chip blue collar you gonna trademark that yeah maybe I should make a shirt out of it huh? <laughs> yeah they don't like blue yeah they don't that's like true. blue that's true that's true <laughs> probably shouldn't have even said that in the interview right blue you can't even say that color blue chip blue collar yeah probably can't even say Tristan, it. You're not you supposed to much. say that at all, You're huh? Good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks, man.